tonight's episode, I will compare and contrast the many jobs of the president and see which of the two more progressive candidates would be better at being president. Not who is a better person or who has better ideas, but who would be a better president. I'm talking, of course, about Bernie versus Warren. First off, what a president doesn't do is they don't make or write the laws, so all their plans are pretty much useless in this analysis except to give hints as to how they would act as president. So here we go with the presidential duties and let's see who would do a better job or at least be more of an expert. So we'll rank from 0 to 3 on these issues. Resume. For a person to be a good president, they must have a certain skill level before they become president. To be a good president, they must be an expert in foreign policy. Well, neither of them are really this. This is probably both their biggest deficit. They're probably about even in terms of foreign policy chops. Bernie is a little more aware and vocal about more leftist foreign concerns like voicing anger at Israel and Bolivia, while Warren has kept silent on these and played her hand closer to the chest. There's a ton to know about pretty much everything, and both of these people have serious foreign policy deficits. If we had my three-president system, as I discussed in a prior video, these two would be running as domestic presidents, while Biden and Pete would probably be running as foreign policy presidents. However, we don't have that, so we must acknowledge that up front. We'll break down the actual duties later. So their score right now, Bernie 0, Warren 0. A president must be an expert at domestic policy. Bernie fans will of course hate me for this, but Warren beats Bernie in this hands down. She's had 35 years experience of teaching and is considered one of the top three in bankruptcy law in the nation. Bernie, on the other hand, has no experience in actual domestic issues, and his degree was in organizing and public science, meaning he knows things about running a campaign and organizing, but not the actual mathematical science of how the economy works, the law, and regulation. This is a deficit for Bernie in the category and a major plus for Warren. So I'm going to give Bernie 1 and Warren 3. Leadership for the party. Leadership is a tricky word here. Neither have had high levels of party experience. Warren has not only been in charge of students for 35 years, but a chair of several colleges and the highest paid non-dean and most accomplished in her field. Bernie has had leadership as a mayor of Burlington, his chair on the VA committee, and running his staff and campaigns. Warren is too new, and Bernie has been a strong independent and only ran as a Democrat for president and is still an independent senator, meaning he has no party loyalty at all, and so they have never given him any real positions of leadership. He has been the head of the VA committee for 16 years, though to be honest, it's gotten worse and worse over time. How much of that is Bernie and McCain's fault on this perceived bipartisan body is up for debate. He has also never done any of the grueling and dehumanizing process of party fundraising that became a necessary evil post-Citizens United, and took the party's billionaire dollars for years until he decided to run for president in 2016 and then started taking a stand on big donors, while only raising money for himself and not the party as well, like Hillary. That said, he holds no rank in the party, yet if he wins the presidency, he will be the leader of the party, and because of this, no one in the party other than some newbies are going to be very thrilled to have him as leader. Warren, on the other hand, is the fifth-ranking member of the Senate and didn't run in 2016 because she was too busy learning the ropes at Senate leadership and the ins and outs. If you're looking for a president to lead that the establishment really resents as a moocher and a usurper and there to burn the party down and rebuild it, Bernie is the guy for you. If you want a leader of the party who has ties with the party and experience in party leadership decisions, go for Warren. 
So I can't give an opinion on this. If you see practice experience in being an insider and ties to the party as dirty and corrupt, then Bernie is your guy. If you see those as positive things and you think she'll be more effective as president because of it, then go with her. However... With a repeat pattern of the inability to control his people and campaign, I was going to leave this as two question marks, but now that it's been shown that people on his campaign have repeatedly done things behind his back, such as a whisper campaign using the campaign's resources against Warren, breaking the non-aggression pact, the DNC firewall drop, and the mismanagement of sexual harassment, his campaign environment sounds pretty toxic. The buck stops here has been replaced with, I have 500 people and I can't control them. That's called bad leadership skills. So instead I'm putting it at one for Bernie and two for Warren, though I could have put it at three considering the decades she's had as a teacher. A president must also be a negotiator. Once again, there really hasn't been a situation where either has shown their colors. Warren appears to be more calculating in taking a mix of facts, math, and political situations, and Bernie does things off the cuff, both with advantages. While the president won't actually be negotiating lawmaking, what they will have to do is sit down and mediate disputes with both sides in Congress. They must also hammer out deals with foreign leaders. Warren is an expert debater, which makes me think she'd be better than Bernie, though both will probably still do better than Obama, as neither feel the need to be liked by the other party after what Trump and McConnell have done, though Warren may have a better poker face and not signal intent to the enemy. I personally will say she has a slight edge over Bernie, but we don't have a good side-by-side -side comparison on this one, so we'll give Bernie one and Warren two. Campaigner. Well, that remains to be seen. Both are pretty good. Bernie is unseated a Republican in a statewide race as representative. Warren did the same in the Senate. So that's an equal level. So we'll put question marks here and wait till uh, end of 2020. So here are the jobs they actually have as president. What powers will progressives get the most bang for their buck between the two candidates? Pardons. Bernie will most likely burn through ink with pardons, while Warren will be more likely more conservative with pardons, being aware of presidential precedent and not being viewed as abusing power. Because if a Democrat can do that, a Republican can too. That says Trump has already signed pardons for political gain to own the libs and fire up the base. Bernie would just be signing pardons for commutations for crimes he found to be unfair or related to the systemic violence in the system, not to gain political power or to own the conservatives. It would be for ideals, not petty pokes at the other side. So we'll give Bernie a three and Warren a one. It might be a two, but we'll leave it at one for now. Unifier. Both of them have about an equal chance of unifying the nation. Warren uses less shocking words to the older generation like claiming to be a socialist, so she won't scare the conservatives with that, while Bernie can bring together populists and has gotten the most number of non-voters to vote. 10% of Bernie supporters voted for Trump. I'll give an even on this, so we'll give two and two. Regulator. Just based on the resume, Bernie will want more draconian regulation, however Warren will actually be able to put through more effective regulation, as this is her baby and she knows the regulatory laws like the back of her hand and unintended consequences. I personally say Warren just because of her resume, but both will want pretty much the same thing. So we'll give Bernie two and Warren three. Budget writer. Once again, Bernie will want a more extreme budget, but I feel Warren will actually be able to write a more effective budget and spot any flaws or loopholes that Bernie could never know. Both, however, pretty much want the same thing. So we'll once again give Bernie two and Warren three. Diplomat. 
Bernie is very blustery, but in no way as bad as Trump, but he still doesn't play his hand closely. Warren has kept her opinions and criticisms of certain nations until she's actually president, so she can diplomatically deal with them. I would say she wins this hand as well. Bernie won, Warren too. Moral Authority this one's probably more on Bernie's side, but just slightly, because of his deficit in diplomacy. Every nation will know how we rank them and what to expect from us before we go into any negotiation with them. Both want to close the concentration camps, neither want to abolish ICE, but Bernie will use the bully pulpit after fixing our abuses to call out other nations and let them know we don't like them. Warren will keep her cards closer and not be as openly judgmental to other nations, focusing more on her own failures. So it's Bernie 3, Warren 2. Educator. Part of a president's job that has been badly lacking for the past half century is a good educator-in-chief. During the Depression, FDR got support from his fireside chats, explaining to the average person how certain things work and why things were happening in a non-ivory tower way. Warren was trained to be a teacher for people with special needs, which this nation, after decades of damaging the education system, along with decades of people who grew up as children with some of the worst lead, mercury, and pollution levels in all of history prior, we will need a special needs teacher to explain stuff to us. Most presidents for so long, including Obama, have been so busy they treated the White House as an ivory tower. While Bernie's always been a socialist, Warren is a latecomer, and knows all the reasons to be a conservative, and all the counter-arguments to be more liberal, meaning she can talk to conservatives in their own language, so they can understand more left-leaning ideas. Similar to how people who have always been good at a topic make for better experts, but worse teachers because they can't imagine what it's like not understanding the topic at hand. Bernie is pretty bad at explaining socialism to conservatives. Bernie is just mostly focused on income inequality, blaming billionaires, free healthcare, and college, and only recently in the last two months began putting forth other plans and ideas. Great ideas, I'll give you that, but he's been really bad at explaining them. I had to learn some crucial information about Bernie's plan from Kirsten Gillibrand, a co-author of the bill, before I came on board with Bernie's plan, as he's not really good at telling people in detail beyond sound bites. So we'll give Bernie 1 and Warren 3 in this one. You just can't beat a teacher in this one, I'm sorry. Commander-in-Chief. Warren is much more diplomatic to the troops, and they will feel she respects them to a point. Bernie may have the support of some of the military, but probably not most of it as the military is sadly a brainwashing pipeline for conservatives, and they falsely claim that under Republicans, you get raises, but that is only true because Democrats don't go to war as much, so we don't need as much pay to recruit and retain military members, as during a war, people stop wanting to join and make their exits much faster. Without wartime bonuses, pay raises have gone up pretty much evenly for each party. That said, because of that brainwashing into the cult of the flag, Warren does speak the language a little bit better. That said, Bernie is much more solidly anti-war, while Warren has no voting record on it, so we really can't compare them. So I'll give them both a 2 and a 2. I had to update this before uploading, but Bernie has received the most money from military members far and away higher than Warren. Bernie can definitely bring out a large voice in the military. How big is it percentage-wise? We will see. I'm going to keep this rating at 2 and 2, but you can add an extra point to Bernie's total tally if you think that is a bigger boon than the ability to speak to a large conservative chunk of the military who voted for and gave money to the Trump campaign, which is the number three recipient after Pete for military donations. Warren is four. Veto power. I'm not sure how this would go. Really, I don't. I think both of them will take the best bill they can get from Congress and sign it. 
Bernie would be more likely to veto stuff from his party, which may be a good thing to you or not. Both would probably be liberal with signing statements and presidential decrees. Prior to the Trump era, I would have said Warren would be more conservative with decrees, but after Trump has done so much, the Democrats will be a lot bolder to use them. I'll have to leave these at two question marks. Appointing judges and ambassadors. Here again, no idea. Huge question marks. I think their picks would be pretty close to each other, but I have no idea how they would pick them. Warren, being in with a party, may be able to get a slightly more lefty judge confirmed. Bernie would definitely pick more lefty judges. Where would he find them? No idea. Warren knows tons of lawyers and has trained many herself, so she would have a pool to choose from. I have no idea where Bernie would pull his judges from. That would be lawyers with enough experience that are left enough for him. I'm guessing he would base them on certain rulings as opposed to their political positions. Both, however, would probably pick more labor-friendly judges. What pool would they pull ambassadors? Also no idea, but since neither owes anyone but their supporters because they don't take a big donor contributions this election, it wouldn't be what it was in the past where ambassadorships were sweet prizes to big donors and fundraisers. I'm adding a new spot here that's not normal to the list. It wasn't until I recently listened to Worst Year Ever that I finally understood kind of what Bernie's trying to go for here. Not sure if it's a good idea or not, but here we go. And that is Organizer. This is one that Bernie is hoping to add to the position of president, essentially a labor and revolution organizer. He will do kind of what Trump did and back candidates who agree with him, throwing out and primarying ones who don't and radically changing the party. He will rally and get involved in strikes out on the picket line. I halfway agree with this, but this could backfire terribly. People see Trump rallies as negligent of presidential duties and compare it to how Hitler and Mussolini prefer to do rallies instead of actually governing. However, none of them use their rallies to push or explain policies. That's what Bernie's trying to do and show solidarity with the workers. It could be viewed as just grandstanding by many, but we'll see how this one goes. He also plans to organize and primary anyone who doesn't go far enough along with his ideas, which will make the party hate him even more. Trump has failed at every turn to do this. Bernie's entire plan to get the political will to do anything relies on this tactic. Will it work? Chances are low as historic precedent goes, as incumbents have a 90% chance of re-election, and thanks to no term limits, it could take up to a decade to replace the current Democratic Party with one more in the mold of Sanders. And while a large chunk of Americans like Bernie, I don't see him changing the nation enough in his eight years to get any political will to move things forward, especially since the first midterm is almost always a loss for the president's party. This is a huge gamble. While Warren is asked and expected to explain how she's going to get her plans passed with the current state of Congress. Will it work? History's not on his side, but this kind of tactic hasn't really been used in decades, so we'll see. I'll leave those as question marks again. So if we add them all up equally, Bernie would rank at 18 and Warren would rank at 23. Or 19 to 23 if you think Bernie's military points should be higher. Not on their ideas or what they stand for, but how well they would be as president extrapolated from their resume, their skill level, and their plans that will be up to the Congress to decide how to shred and rewrite until they look nothing like what the candidate actually wanted. However, you may weigh these duties in importance insanely differently or even score them differently depending on how important some of these things are to you. Some of the things labeled a benefit may be a deficit to you. I'll admit because of this lineup, I am biased for Warren as president. While Bernie makes a great senator, 
where lawmaking actually occurs and he doesn't have to deal with party leadership while trying to do what he wants. Though he might get a cabinet post and be able to just focus on his pet idea instead of having to focus on all the other things a president has to do. Being able to multitask is something I should put down, but it's not a duty or part of a resume. With Bernie, he was late in dealing with sexual harassment on his campaign, and while trying to fix it, he didn't show up to vote against sanctions being dropped from Oleg Deripaska, which makes it seem like he's really bad at multitasking, which many presidents who are bad at it have sat in the Oval Office, just not really the best. This is my personal view on the issue, and I hope this has helped you understand why I'm a Warren supporter over Bernie. I hope this has helped inform you, even if it didn't persuade you on anything, but I hope with this you can make an even better case for your candidate. Take care. So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm sure there was nothing controversial about this, and everyone will happily get along in the comments section, which you can do on the YouTube version of this video, or my Facebook page, After School Democracy. Link in the show notes. Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube, and I have over 500 videos on different topics that I've made over the past 10 years. Please subscribe, and if your podcast site has the option, give me a like or review. If you think what I have to say informed you, consider supporting my Patreon. I'll be doing this podcast weekly and try to get it out on the same day, so I hope to see you here next week, ready to be filled with new ideas. Take care. This channel is helped tremendously by the generous supporters on Patreon. A big thank you to the wonderful Joe Taylor, Elias Garcia Guevara, and Ogrel for their support at the $10 a month Wapawet level. Please consider donating to my work if you can, and thank you all for listening.